seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the By The Mitchell podcast. My name is Lon Stollingen and I'm joined this week as I'm joined every month by my good pal and co-host Mr. Ren McSwain. How you doing, Ren? I'm, uh, I'm still in a bit of a shock, actually, because uh, I've, I've just read a tweet with you pulling up Nick Faldo for mispronunciations. <laughs> ironic tweet on Twitter and you've pissed it for the year and it's not even the end of January but uh, by the way right there's one difference between me and Nick Faldo you don't have a knighthood apart from that he's getting paid six million a year six million a year okay I thought you got that off the adverts on on this and all that sort of stuff Uh, off the Patreon Uh, the old Patreon how's that working out Anyway, enough of that. I, I'm, I can't I don't know what to call you now, Paul. Paul, co-host, Paul Thompson. How you doing, Paul? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Thanks, Lawrence. It's good to speak to you both. I was just killing time there, looking at Gumtree, and found quite an interesting one for one of your mates uh, for sale. It's a, a David Edgar at the Heart and Hand podcast. It says, for sale, a 1,000 SPFL champions 2019-20 t-shirts. Size triple XL never <laughs> worn. <laughs> hey, hey Lons. What? Lons, what? after you're, you're bumming up and you're pieings to the, the wonders of Michael Beale, do you think it was him that invented the one two kickoff? Oh, did you see that? <laughs> that, was, that was unbelievable. Just goes to show you how closely the referees are watching, eh? Unbelievable. Uh, one two, a one two with yourself. Phenomenal. <laughs> the um, we'll come on to that actually. Uh, we'll come on to the league in a minute. But uh, well, there's been three games since we came back. Partick Thistle, two one. Did you go to that, Rem? I was in Germany at a wedding. Oh, uh, right. We watched a bit of it on a phone. Oh, right. on a sort of uh, Twitter telling you it was a goal five minutes before we saw it on yeah. the phone. So it was a. Uh, it was a bit crap. We, well, we, we kind of lost interest in it. It was a piss poor game. But uh, uh, I, I did look at that. Um, but I, I was just wondering, a bit of classic West End night out. Um, I tell you what, Ian McCall's made the right difference at Thistle, hasn't he? Oh, yes, the bottom of the league now. I know. <laughs> well, the second when he went there, I can't remember. Second, I think they were second bottom. Second bottom, went, yeah, that's uh, right. Um, just funny just uh, Kenny Miller as well. There was only room for one egotistical hunt at that club. I, oh dear. The uh, so two one safely through to the next round of the cup. I can't. I was about. This is classic. I mean, I thought I'd done a wee bit of research for this podcast, but I can't remember who we've got in the next round. Clyde. Uh, Clyde that's right. It is Clyde? Clyde away. Yep. Um. Well, it'd be brilliant. Great now at Shawfield. Oh no, hang on a minute. That's about f- <laughs> f- fifteen home grounds ago. Um. That. Um, I, it's a sentence you will never hear in your life. A great night out in Cumbernauld. Uh, are they? Are they at Cumbernauld? I thought they'd moved. Have they? Are they no, moved no, back? Still still what, that is the worst. The worst stadium. Seen of though. Seen of the famous. Never remember that one. Oh, absolutely pumped. Were you at that game, Chris? Uh, no, I wasn't. 
I, I didn't go to that one. Uh, I'm delighted to say, but I, I will be at the next one. Paul, were you there? The I right... was there, I, uh, Oh, were you? I, was, I wasn't on the bus with with Harps and with his cans of coke and Mars bars after the game, like Roy Keane talked about in his book. But uh, I, that, that was a memorable. <laughs> I have seen Dewey. <laughs> I have seen do. Du- hey, Chinese national captain, by the way. I'm not having it. He uh, can be now. He'd be a bit sporty. Oh, I know that. He was at the time, though, wasn't he? I, I, listen, I'm, I'm still down and I'm still break. I, I blame him for the breakout of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so the Clyde, uh, Clyde in the Cup. Uh, so, last Wednesday night, uh, Kilmarnock game, I suppose we'll just briefly touch on that. Uh, 3 1 goals from Edward. Brilliant, uh, brilliant goal from Edward, Paul. Beautiful, yeah. eh? Fantastic. It was po- just a just poetry in motion, that the, the wee touch and spin and and the fact that it was that ball bag power that he left clutching for for, for, for the ground was, was fantastic. Uh Edward's just you know, he's a different 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 level for anybody else in the league at the moment. The um do you know what was noticeable to me was the way he celebrated. He's usually that kind of you know, that kind of lackadaisical but he was de- dead happy, maybe because he thought, "Oh, that wasn't a bad goal." Um, but he is—he's just operating at a different level, I think. Um, uh, yeah, he's going this summer, though, isn't he, Rem? I mean, he gets, he, uh, well, I, I hope just, not. Yeah. But I, I, I think he—I think he would be. Um, I mean, we've got three years out, and that's one more than we get out of most of our uh, our projects. So, but I'd, I'd love to see him there for another year. But, uh, uh, no. How long? Too bad. How how long is his contract? Do you know when it, when it's through? Do you not have a four year contract? So if he's only got a four year contract, we need we, well actually hold on. We we only had him in loan for the first year, didn't we? So he'd have two years left, I'd say. At the end of this uh, year. Yeah. yeah. So we could well, get another year out. Um, I, I I don't know. The mood music seems to be hotting up. And um, we've signed the 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 Polish fella. He looks like he might be. Um, he might be the one they're going to slot in. Uh, was it Clamia? Is that right, Paul? We got agreed on Clamia. I think we, we said Clamia or Clamia. We're, 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 we're still waiting on your. Oh, hold on, I'm, I'm just. Uh, I'm we're just going to ask Nick Faldo. Faldo. <laughs> I'm just typing Nick Faldo, and you tell me. The um, the yeah, it'd be a shame uh, if he goes this summer. But uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see where he goes. There's a lot of chat about Dembele as well. I wonder if he'll go. Um, he scored at the weekend. In every game, every game he's played in 2020, he scored in it. I saw he scored at the week. What? Oh, it's just unbelievable. We sold him too cheap now, didn't we? Well, we we did and we didn't. He, he had to go. I mean, he he had to go. Uh, and you know, we waited to the last day. Uh, he was unhappy because of uh, oh, uh, the manager. Happy birthday, Brendan, if you're listening. I still hope your teeth fall out. And, uh, he, um, he, uh, he had to go. I mean, Rogers had, Rogers had stitched them up. Um, so he had to go. And they looked as if they were the only team that were interested. You know, I'm pretty sure we've got a decent sell-on clause on them. That's obviously what we're hoping that we'll, uh, we'll maybe get something in the the last week of the of the window. Um. Yeah, I don't think Leon are doing very well. Maybe they would need to hang. Up. They seem very reluctant to sell him for some reason. You would think. The, I mean, if they bought him for twenty and they can sell him for fifty in the space of a, a what a year, a year and a half. I mean, that's a good bit of business. They'll sell him, of course they will. It's like there's like 
There's other clubs who say that their striker isn't for sale and they'll sell him if anybody bids for him. Oh, I, that's true. Well, nobody's going to bid for him. Here, um, uh, 3-1, uh, Griffith scored. Um, Paul, uh, I, I mean, it was a pretty decent... Well, the goalkeeper kind of co- cocked up a bit. Um, the... Um, you were you were raging about Boyd afterwards. I saw that on Twitter. I uh, I mean, don't, don't know why I waste too much time speaking about him, but you can tell there's a there, there's not a lot going on behind those dead eyes, eh, Boyd. <laughs> you know, he's, he's no we're we're not talking you know a rocket scientist there. He's he's not a clever boy. The fact that he, he was working a pre-prepared script, he kept looking down at his feet as he was talking, and he still managed to get the you know, the fundamental facts wrong probably tells you all you need to know about the guy's intelligence. But I think the thing that's disturbing and the thing that I think Celtic quite rightly put a complaint in the sky about on which, you know, I know with me, you know, free media and all that, you've you've got to be uh cognizant of the fact that people are allowed to have opinions, but the guy's a mental health amb- ambassador and he was definitely trying to get points across here, whether consciously or unconsciously that point to the fact that, that we've got a player uh, in Griffiths who's suffered through his, his, his mental health and, you know, needs to be, that needs to be borne in mind and you need to be careful when you're talking about people in those terms. And I think, you know, even the likes of us, amateurs as we are, uh, obviously, you know, we're, we're a professional side on your side, Lawrence, but, you know, Chris and I know better than to, to do stuff and talk about things that, A, we don't know that much about or, or B, we're, you know, we're not comfortable talking about, but Boyd really went over the score and I thought it was despicable and, you know, in any other country in the world that probably would have been a bigger issue, but in Scotland it just gets laughed off. Here was there is there some sort of history between them? No, Boyd Boyd's just an opinionated arsehole. And and he he just he, he sells opinions for money and he sold his opinion to the papers a couple of weeks ago, which was you know, a headline, Griffiths has four weeks left to save his Celtic career. I've not got a problem with that, incidentally, because that's the same type of comments that the likes of us have made. You know, that's that's where the you know the line gets drawn. If you're purely talking about somebody's footballing ability, but to go on and make comments about mental strength and to, to, to you know, mislead the facts to say, oh, he's only played 34 games in three seasons, which is bullshit, but the, the fact is, you know, to not even allude to the fact that you know, a significant, pretty much a season's worth of those games was because he was the guy was effectively signed off his work with mental health issues. I just think, you know, for somebody who's supposedly, you know, a mental health ambassador, his own charity, has suffered through mental health tragedy in his own family, uh, to talk like that about a, a, a professional football player, to talk about, about any person, is, it, it doesn't say much about their character or their intelligence, to be honest. The um and I, again I don't I make a habit of not uh I of not reading anything he writes so I I believe he he went back in didn't back down but I mean that's when you when you weigh your opinions by the pound and sell them I mean I guess that's what you've got to do uh it's not a very edifying life and what he'll discover is eventually um but what I'll discover is people just get bored in the end with it. You know, even the people who are paying them will get bored. Mind you, they never got bored of Davy Province opinions, I guess. Here, um, yeah, Sutton's a bit of a shock joke, but at least he can be funny. You know, and you, uh, some of it's tongue in cheek, right? Uh, and Sutton, it's obviously tongue in cheek. And he's a wind up merchant. Boyd's just—he's hopeless. 
Well, Boyd doesn't have the intelligence or the wit of uh, Sutton. Uh, I I think that's pretty obvious. Here on the football side of it, I was uh, we played a three-five-two rem. I was quite happy because I think uh, I think you know people are working out the four-four-two-three-one, three-five-two. I mean, I think three-five-two. You know, more bodies in midfield, but uh, more stress on uh, your your three at the back and when well. To me, in the Kilmarnock game, I don't know if, if you saw the whole game, either of you, but, uh, I mean, Samunovic was... Oh, my God. Samunovic, was he there? I'm not, I'm not quite sure. And uh, and Julien as well. I mean, he he looks to me, uh, Remy, that he um, he thinks he's Mr. Billy Big Boots, you know, Billy Big Boss. I can stroll through the Scottish League. I mean, he, looks, he looked half asleep as well. Have I got that wrong? I thought overall, apart from a couple of shaking moments, we absolutely strolled that game. Uh, it was our best performance down at Kilmarnock. Oh, for certainly years. that, yeah. Uh, convincing win could have been a lot more. Uh, I made a couple of shaky moments at the back. Um, I, I was delighted that it was an easy win, you know, because it was all, all must win, you know, all the panic merchants because of December the 29th. You know, must win. If we don't win, that's the league's over. Well, we always struggle at Kilmarnock. We won easily. Um, and I think we won easily on a shocking pitch against a team of clogging bastards who were they given were. to do what they wanted by the referee. And the other thing I would say against Kilmarnock is there's an art team that cut our allocation by 3,500 tickets and ended up with a crowd of about 7,800. So, hell mend them. The, uh, the, t- talking of clogging bastards, the... The one that caught my eye was the one that uh, the goalie on Edward. That yep, was, that was a penalty. That was absolutely outrageous. And we could have had a penalty for the one he put in Griffiths and early on, um, which Ed, Edward, you know, the, the the ball dropped to Edward and he rolled it wide. I think the ref gave us an advantage. That was a penalty to me. The, the go on, Paul. If you look at you know, we'll come on to talk about Saturday in the weekend and uh, sorry in a minute, uh, but the. Between those two games, there was, there was three, possibly four absolute stonewallers. But, you know, if you take about the... We didn't talk about the Frimpong one at, at Fur Hill, which I was about 10 or 20 oh. feet away because I was right in the front in that corner uh, where it happened. And the guy, it was a, it was a full two-hand push in Frimpong's yep. back, right in front of the linesman. Uh, the linesman was actually right in front of me. And I, I was looking over the linesman's shoulder to see the incident. So there's, if I could see it, there was no way he was missing it. And you look at the two with the keeper uh, down the road as well. There was one at the weekend which was a handball, which I've still not seen because sports scene chose not to dwell on it last night. So I've not seen it up close. But, you know, we won the games. But, you know, <laughs> back to what we've talked about a million times, you've got to referee consistently. And if they genuinely think that, take, take, take the one you were talking about a minute ago, if they genuinely think the keeper kicking a player off the ball... <laughs> Isn't there a penalty? Then what is? It was unbelievable. And then that diddy Andy Walker on the telly is going, oh, that's uncalled for. Too right, it's uncalled for. Honestly, you had to stretch to try and do uh, Edward. You know, he caught the ball and then basically diverted his leg by about six feet to try and kick his boot, kick him in the balls. 
the one in the first half, I, I, I could see it, it, he made contact with Griffiths, but obviously he was making a genuine attempt to, to play the ball and, and he swung and hit Griffiths. Again, should have been a penalty, but I can mitigate against that one. The one in the second half, oh. as you say, he, he, he swung his leg round. That was, it was McGregor-esque. I, what, no, I was going to say he went to Alan McGregor School of Goalkeeping. Was, oh, I think we're going to say Conor McGregor. Uh-huh. That's who it was like, well. <laughs> Conor um, McGregor's more gentle than Alan. Uh, so, so did we like I mean well, as you say Remy it was a pretty comfortable performance did we like the 3-5-2 um, it worked well that night I would say um, my, my worry with the 3-5-2 is having three fit centre halves well there is that as well isn't there um, I thought Johnny Hayes had a howler I mean I guess I mean, he's, a, he's a whipping boy at the moment uh, after Saturday as well but I don't think he you know I wonder if he's lost a yard of pace. He looks to be slightly taller. Maybe he's carrying an injury or something like that. I don't think he did very well in it. Um, I thought Frimpong did well. But Simunovic, I guess he's been off for a long time, but he looks well off it. Um, I think you probably remember about Simunovic as well, and I'm not offering this as an excuse, but he's not played a lot of football in AstroTurf yeah. pitches. He very, very rarely plays for us in AstroTurf. I was actually stunned to see him playing Wednesday yeah. night because... That's been a standing joke for us for years on this podcast. Has been, oh well, we know he will not be playing, but uh, so he did. He did look a bit Bambi and Ice, but uh, again, he's he's only at that point he'd only played fifty minutes of football in three months. So you know, you maybe got to give him a wee bit of time. He plays way back in as well. The um, I, I think Len, I think Len has told him we're not having any of that you know nonsense anymore. You're pl- you're either playing or you're not playing. Yeah. You know everybody's uh, everybody's it's the same for everybody. Um, anyway, uh, good result. Um, so that maintained our lead at the top. Then we went to Saturday. Um, Saturday three o'clock. Uh, the team was talk me through. Let me see if I get this right. We went back to a four, back four of uh, Forster. Bauer, Samunovic, Julien because Ayer was sick, uh, Johnny Hayes at left back, midfield of McGregor, Brown and, and Cham. Up front was Mikey Johnson, uh, Lee Griffiths and uh, James Forrest. Uh, happy with that? I, I thought, uh, well, the interesting one for me, uh, Rem, was Forrest. Uh, I Did thought, you have that written down? No, no. Got it spot. I got it spot I got it, I got it spot on. Um, I thought I was going to get uh, Edward instead of uh, well Griffith starting. Well, Griffith starting ahead of Edward, uh, although that apparently that was a, an injury thing or something. And uh, Clamia, he, he was on the bench. Um, wh- what do you think of the game, Rem? What do you think of the performance, players? I, I have to be honest and say that I have only seen the highlights. Um, I. I followed the game on Twitter on Saturday, which was oh, horrendous. Oh right, well, that's quite um, interesting. So, what was the what was the Twitter experience like? It was terrible. Um, what morning? It was full of full of people I know and follow at the game, saying how crap it was, uh, and that Ross County should have been two up, uh, and then of course we scored, and that and that was a stonewall penalty which we got. Yeah, and I think from then on it changed a bit, but. Uh, it was. It seems like the first half hour was a bit of a struggle, and obviously the highlights don't really show you that because you only get five minutes, so it doesn't really give you the, the flow of the game. Well, I, I thought defensively it was it was appalling. I thought Johnny Hayes had an absolute shocker. I thought Simunovic had an absolute shocker. Julian, as a, a yeah, 
Uh, somebody needs to, you know, I'm sure uh, Lennon will do it. Uh, somebody needs to take, hey, pal, you know, you, you, you can't turn up for, you know, 60% of the games. You've got to play 100% of the games 100% of the time. I mean, he's a good player. Uh, scored a good goal on Saturday. Uh, sc- should have scored another one, actually. But um, defensively, and I thought Incham was 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 a bit a bit sleepy as well. Um, I like Incham in there, though. Um, but, Paul, what do you think? You were you were were you at the game, Paul? Yeah, oh, I was. I like. Uh, I think the, I think probably to a certain extent, I agree about the first half. There, we we were poor. The first forty minutes, actually, to be honest, uh, we were poor. But uh, the mistakes, it, it, the mistakes led to the to to the chances for Ross County. Ross County weren't particularly playing well. There was a couple of decent, very decent, in fact, long balls in behind our defence. The fullbacks were too far up. Well, yeah, and uh, and the centre halves were were not talking to each other. So, if you look at the chances that Ross County had in the first half, they were they were all slightly different but identical at the same time because they all led for pretty much for I think two of them were for long balls. The other good chance they had was the one when we should have had a penalty. So the referee blanked the penalty claim, let them run up the park, and they had an effort on goal, which uh, which I think went across the goal. But once we got our heads down. We probably still could have been one or two up even at that point because Forrest had a a header that was saved point blank. I think we had a couple of other good chances. Well, uh, Griffiths had a, a chance, but but once we scored, it, it was over. It was pretty much done. In the second half, once Edward came on, we're a different team. I think the thing that's worrying me, well, not worrying me, confusing me slightly is you mentioned the three five two and the two up front, which which worked particularly well on Wednesday night. Didn't it work particularly well at Fur Hill, but we, we got the result there. It was just strange for me tactically to go back to the the tried and trusted formation again on uh, Saturday against a team who we've hit 10 past in the last two games. We've played them. I was quite I was surprised. I, I, thought, I thought even if it was a different two up front, I still think he would have went with the two up front and try and play our way into that system, but it kind of felt a bit juddery, a bit stop-starty, and yeah, again, Forrest and Johnson were uh, as they were before Christmas, and sorry, before the the winter break were were just anonymous. But Paul, who would your third centre half have been? That that's well, your problem. That was a problem because Ayer went down, didn't he? So we didn't have a third centre. Well, we, did, was Beaton injured? I think Beaton got injured. Beaton's injured as well. No, that's a fair point. But we've we've played that system already. We we you know I'm not saying Bowers brilliant, but. There's an argument that you could, you could play him right side and a three in the way that you play higher there sometimes. Anyway, it's a fair point, but I, I still think even taking that, I, it, we felt a bit disjointed again. I thought we were really, really fluid on Wednesday night, but the first 30, 40 minutes, the passing wasn't working. I think it's more, it was more, to be honest, it was more Forrest and Johnson coming back in that, that caused that problem because the two of them are just woefully off form. I know Johnson's coming back for injury and he needs games and I get that but to me Johnson's an impact player you bring him into games and he makes a difference he very very rarely looks comfortable or influences a game when he plays for the start that's maybe just because he's not quite experienced enough but Forrest should be away on a holiday still somewhere he's he's not any better than he was before Christmas I thought he looked a bit better on Saturday no? No, no. He, he, was, getting, he was getting into he, he looked better to be fair uh, in the second half the last 20 minutes or so when Dembele came on and Forrest went to the left, that was actually the best he looked in the entire game. 
well, I, I didn't think he had a game at all. Well, I, see if that was me that said Dembele, you two would be slaughtering me right now, but that's fine. So, but uh, yeah, for, no, I'm talking about Dembele, I'm talking about Karamo. Oh, right, I thought you were talking about Well, uh, <laughs> no, 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 right, anyway, right, I've been done. But, but Forrest was involved in the, in the goal, wasn't he? He was involved in Edward's second goal. Right. And, but 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 Semenovic was involved in the first goal. But you've just said he had a terrible game. Aye, well. But again, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Stop. I stopped clock straight for you today. The um, the. But again, he had the, he had the chat. He had a pretty decent. That was a, that was a wonder save. That wasn't it. Oh, it was, oh. He, got, he did well to get the, the effort and goal. I mean, it was a, a, a great ball in front. I don't know enough for Johnson. And uh, but that was pretty much to me that was their sole contribution of the whole day. Uh, well, Mikey Johnson had that move that you know after the first goal, didn't, and Griffiths almost got a toe on it at the back post. I guess. How did Griffiths look, Paul? Uh, he's looking sharper. Uh, actually, again, I, I think he looked better with, with Edward alongside him. They seem to Edward seems to be quite comfortable having somebody up beside him as well. I mean, he he maybe that. That's the the answer. I think you you said it in the the last podcast. But I I thought I thought Griffiths is he's been okay. He's working hard. He's still sometimes uh, can draft out the game. But I, you know I, I think he's got a point to prove, and he seems to be putting the effort in, which is all we can ask for at the moment. Um, yeah, I quite I quite like the three five two. I mean that was a formation. Well, we used it for half of the home game against Lazio, and then we used it entirely over there. Uh, I like it. Uh, I think it's. I mean, basically, the season comes down to three games, doesn't it? And you know, how do we best how do we best combat them? Although we'll cut, maybe we'll touch briefly on that Hearts game yesterday. I thought you, we could have learned a lesson from Hearts yesterday. Uh, I didn't see the whole game, but I saw bits and pieces of it. The um, how was the uh, mood in the ground, Paul? Because uh, Rem was it was Twitter just mental? Then people seem to be going daft just now. I don't understand why. Well, I think a lot of people's bottle has crashed because of the the defeat before the winter break, and a lot of people now bet that we may be in a title race, and a lot of people seem to think that we need to win every game seven nil to win the league, uh, and it's not going to be like that. Um, and I actually think we're better playing away just now because the home fans are mm. too quick to go on their back. There's a, there's a there's a lot of logic in that. I think to be honest, Saturday was quite quiet anyway uh, for the first thirty forty minutes, and, and the way we were playing, there was a few grumbles, but it wasn't widespread despair. I think maybe after the third chance that, that Ross County had, there was a wee bit of you know a couple of people screaming and bawling, but it, for most of us, you're looking at it thinking it's still early, it's still nil nil. That's a team we've we've beat six nothing and four one this year. Uh, we're going to be okay, and to be honest, I, th- I think Remy's right. What, what's the problem is that people are just looking at every game as an absolute panic at the moment. I think Twitter does amplify it. To be honest, there's absolutely no doubt of that. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're amongst them, but you tend to get the more hysterical characters in, in society that, that are hanging out in Twitter, I, I believe. But yeah, it was quiet, but. Once we got the goal, I think everybody relaxed. Going in at half time, one 0 up, and you kind of know at that point that we've still got Edward and very, you know, very strong and quite an interesting bench at the weekend because you were you were wondering 
if Kamaya was going to go on, you're wondering if Dembele was going to get a game. You were wondering if we were going to risk Edward if there was an injury. So it was quite interesting at half time. You know, certainly amongst me and my pals, it was, well, what would you do to, get, to put this game to bed? It wasn't any sense of panic or any sense of worry about the result. The um, Dembele, what did he get? Five minutes? Did, did he, I didn't, I didn't, I was, I turned I off. Got, but... We were longer than about 10, 10, 15, I think it was. I couldn't tell you exactly when he came on, but it was, he got about 10, 15 minutes. He enough time for him to see a wee bit of the ball, which was good. To, I'd like to see more of him, obviously, but it's going to be difficult to to play him in some of the more difficult games. But that was definitely a game where you can afford to, to let a, a guy like Dembele come into the game. Did you see the uh, the picture doing the rounds? In fact, I think he caught... Oh, caught, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was it? But must make sure I don't get my picture taken with this guy. It was him and Julian together. Uh, 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 the other photo I saw, the other photo I saw in the paper today was him and Foster. That's just oh, that's brilliant. Here, um, from what I mean, obviously the the kids are extremely talented. Um, but there's just a slight concern, I think, in the camp that he's too just never going to be big enough. Is he tiny, Paul, in the flesh? Tiny. Oh, oh, he's 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 absolutely, uh, he's, you know, tiny. But you know, that's the thing. He's got speed. He's got trickery. He's got courage. Um, I know that. He's got courage. You know, we saw him. We've talked about the time, but that first game against Hearts, where the, the the wee boy Hickey absolutely nailed him, and he he just got up and ran on. You know, he didn't even play for a foul. The guy took him out from behind and. Uh, I think it'll, it will be difficult for him to to play against some of the more uh, agricultural defences in the SPFL. I think at the moment, probably most teams are scared to kick him because it's almost going to be classed as bullying. But uh, he's you know skill wise, you can't doubt it. There's an absolute you know potentially a great player in there. It's it's whether it's a great player at. In Scotland, is is another thing with the, the way the football's played here. Well, I, who was it? Was it you that sent it, Rem? The the Ryan Jack tackle against. I mean, what about that tackle? Oof. Jambo fan TV. If anybody's looking for it on Twitter, actually, yeah. but was that? Did he get booked? I think he got he got booked, didn't he? He got booked, and and, and in classic Ryan Jack style, he injured himself, and he could be oh. for weeks now. So. Uh, that seems to be a running theme with them this season. Jordan Jones as well. I think Jack missed a couple of games earlier this season after half and Sunday. So uh, it was a shocking tackle. I, mean, I, I swear that. to God, it's absolutely unbelievable. How do you? I mean, that's a red card all day. Aye, and and, and just no, no, that it matters in terms of the decision. But again, that was a seventeen-year-old boy he was kicking up and down. Uh, oh, let's not go there. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So um, three one, uh, happy with that, Rem. Obviously, I mean, I guess it's you know as long as you win. I mean, it might not. It can be pretty every single time, but but you know that's two well, league I, games. I think one of the one of the criticisms was that we weren't scoring enough goals in in December. You know, in, in the last two league games, we've scored three in both games. I'm happy enough with that. Um, and I think the the big thing, obviously, you know, we're coming into our away games. We have to win. We're playing. Well, on Wednesday we were playing at the same time as them. You know, you're expecting them to beat St Myrne and you're actually probably expecting them to score a few more than they did. But when you're playing the day before them, you've just got to win to put the pressure on them. Right, because okay. a five point lead with two games in hand is a lot better than a three or a four point lead with two games in hand because you know they're sitting going, We need to win both of these which puts some a wee bit of doubt in their mind because to be fair, they're a team of serial losers. Hardly any of their teams ever won in. The um, 
so we're eight hours behind, so it's always delightful to wake up in the morning, uh, although they're getting kicked off a bit later yesterday, so, uh, but you kind of wake up, you're sort of drowning, you just kind of turn over, pick up your phone, and you see, you see they're getting beat. Uh, or it was a draw when I picked, and then the next thing, my Twitter feed went, all the Rangers folks in my Twitter feed, not that I follow that many, but it was all, uh-oh, and then it was a, oh, it was just, it's very funny. Uh, classic them, though, eh? Absolutely classic, same as last year. Who, who did they lose oh, to last dropped, year? They've dropped it. They've dropped it. was Kilmarnock. They've, oh, they've right. dropped. But Kilmarnock at least were third in the league. Or yep. I think it was second in the league. Maybe they were third. Kilmarnock, they've, they've dropped five points at Tynecastle. And and you keep hearing about what a brilliant team they are and how they're going to run his right to the death. Hearts are bottom of the league. They're bottom of the league. We went there in December and pumped them. Easily. Oh. And okay, they've got a couple of new players and they've... I mean, he's dropped... Diddy's like Berra and all that. But he's, he's midfield, they were all 17 and 18. Oh. If, and if they you, ran over the top of them. If you turn that round the other way, Hearts, a third of Hearts points they've taken this season in the league are against Rangers. The, um, again, just watching the highlights in the last whatever, um, the, you know, there's a lesson to be learned, you know, you know, Hearts absolutely harried them, hassled them, kind of, you know, didn't give them any time in the ball, you know, Played in the right area of the park. I mean, I know Rangers went behind them quite a lot, um, but again, you can go. But well, if, if it's a if it's a a foot race with Jermaine Defoe, you you're not really got much to worry about. But even uh, if it's uh, the other fellow, uh, the the Colombia's eleventh best striker, he um, you know he's not especially quick either. So I mean, there's not much of a of a risk playing higher up the park. I mean, we have to do that when we play them. We have to. We get so much energy in midfield. We don't give them any time on the ball. Um, I, I mean, I thought Hearts had a had a really really good game plan, aided. But as I say, I don't think uh, Halkett. Well, Hal, Halkett's pretty quick, I think. But uh, Suter isn't especially quick. But they were able to handle, you know, anything, you know, that went behind them. Well, uh, yeah, they did. I, 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 th- I thought that Ariba was a good play, but I've changed my mind after watching his miss. I mean, <laughs> yesterday. Um, so you're happy about that, Paul? I mean, obviously happy. I mean, I mean, do you think were you expecting it? I thought they might have had a bit more gumption, but straight away. I, I think I think you're you're expecting them to drop points definitely because nothing's changed for the last time we talked about them after after the game. They're they're not very good at all. Uh, you know, they, they 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 beat us probably playing at their best when we played badly. Uh, so you've got to assume. And, and they beat us narrowly. You've got to assume then if they play anything off their best that other teams have got a chance against them. And and that's exactly it. Hearts probably, there is lessons to be learned for us. There's definitely something there about the way Hearts played, not only in terms of their pressing game, but they, they had a right go at them as well. And the boy Boyce, who's, who's a, a good goal scorer, probably limited in other ways, but that's what he's all about. He he does what Morelos normally does for Rangers. He goes around, he bumps into people, he kicks them off the ball, he up, unsettles them. Uh, he's a, a good player, boys, but he's a, a wee nasty so-and-so. And that's where our players are far too nice to do that. And, and that's maybe, when you look at the big huddies they've got at centre-half, you've got to get in about them and hassle them. Uh, the fact, probably, you know, we talked about Jack Stacker, that probably did help Hearts in the game in as much as their midfield completely collapsed after Jack went off. It was a, a kind of sight to behold how bad the boy camera was. Oh. He's really, really terrible. Well, so all the, 
they, they were trying to put him for ten million dollars. <laughs> probably, probably still nervous about the Juventus scout and the crowd. Right. Actually, yeah. our, our pal Barca boy said that that's probably knocked a couple of million off the fee from Juventus. Absolutely. Oh, but but when you when you look at the mechanics of that goal, he's he's standing twenty five yards away from goal, trying to play wee shimmies, and the guy just sticks his foot through his leg and toes the ball forward for boys. It was the most simple rob robbing of a player you've ever seen, and uh, that it's amazing actually. I don't think Jack's a particularly great player, but he seems to be what's binding their very limited and talent midfield together. And the minute he disappeared yesterday, they were all over the place. The so boy Davis is finished. Uh, it makes it all the more embarrassing we lost them, to be perfectly frank. The, um, the what was I going to say? But the thing that struck me about Boy, he's actually quite big. The post-match interview with uh, with Naismith, he's towering over Naismith. I, I thought he was a, a, a kind of smaller, fatter. He seems to have lost a bit of weight down there as well. Um, yeah, that, that was one of the things about yesterday. If you saw it in Sky... It, you would be hard pushed to decide who was most upset the final whistle in oh. Boyd or Stephen Naismith. Oh, did you? Uh, oh, did, did you see Naismith's celebration for the goal as well? Oh, I thought I was talking about a half hearty Dennis Law. It was funny, somebody on Twitter, and I wish I could remember who it was, said something about what's Naismith like not celebrating after scoring against a team he's never played for. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Anyway, so that's it. Uh, five points. Uh, they've got a game in hand. Um, we have got we've got uh, St Johnson on Wednesday. Uh, we've got Hamilton. Is it Sunday? Hamilton away. Sunday. Sunday yeah. Yep. And then Motherwell away the following the following Wednesday night. We always do quite well at Motherwell, so I, I'm not going to have any fears about that one. Um, well, God, famous last words. I'm not going to say that. Um, got to take nine from nine, though, Rem, haven't we? Absolutely. Um, we should take nine from nine, and they've got. So if we take nine from nine. They've got uh, Aberdeen at home. I can't, I can't remember. Ross County first on Wednesday. All oh, right, then Aberdeen at home, and then uh, who's it? Hibs the following weekend. Hibs at home as well. Yeah, and you're, you're obviously with them being your new team. You'll have you'll have uh, analysed the DVD with uh, of the game yesterday with Celtic by numbers and sent it all to them. All right, there you go. Uh, the the. Actually, how are you quite happy with the Hibs transfer window? You okay? Are you still pining for Lennon to go back to Hibs? The um, the um, what do you think, Paul? Do you think nine? Well, we obviously want nine out of nine. I mean, where's the danger there? I suppose it's a Motherwell one, isn't it? Although they're uh, the, yeah, the, the, the Motherwell are the third deservedly. They probably are but uh, best you know, of a bad we, bunch, though, isn't it? I was going to say best of a bad bunch, but. But to be honest, I think we talked about this before. They're probably, you know, it's a marginal improvement in Motherwell, but but they have improved for last season, and they're probably one of the only clubs in the league that, other than Rangers, that that, that you could say look a better team than they did this time last year. Uh, that'll be the danger game. The, the other two will be tricky, particularly Hamilton, that dreadful park. But I'm looking forward to them. Good up, up Wednesday night, so I'm looking forward to that one. I think we've got... The opposite of what Kilmarnock was with Remy was talking about earlier. You know, St Johnson have gone the other way and obviously thought, well, we're going to maximise our income. So they've given Celtic three stands on Wednesday night, which I think is a novelty for McDermott. I can't even remember us ever having that before, Remy. So that well, should definitely, be. We definitely had the the stand opposite the main stand before one right. game. Right. Uh, 
But it's I don't know if we had the three. St- I don't know if we had the three stands that day, but aye, we've, we've had that stand before. But you know, they, they need the money. They're desperate for the money. Absolutely, and, you know, and it makes it makes sense. I mean, a lot of teams in Scotland are desperate for money, and they should be doing this. The um, the I wonder what the attendance will be. What's it normally then when you're under the old allocation way? Usually about six or seven thousand. So this week it'll be what twelve maybe. No, well, the capacity is only ten, so that'll be All quite right. interesting. That'll be interesting. Well, 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 we've, we've sold our, we've, we've sold the tickets out as far as I, as I understand it. We've sold our allocation, so yeah, certainly I think we've I've got, got seven. I've managed to get one in the ballot, which is a miracle. So we, we, they must have gone quite far down the list. The um, yeah, I think we've got seven thousand for Wednesday night. Uh, so let's say it's ten. So there's four. T- there's a seventy, eighty grand, just with a you know, you know. It's, it's, it's not exactly brain surgery, is it? You don't need to be a genius to work out. But there's 80 grand. But why aren't other clubs doing it? I don't. I just don't understand. There was a thing yesterday, uh, which I know I've no, I never read it in depth because it's that Bienkowski guy who who I usually can't stand his writing. But he was on the BBC website writing something about. I think there's a Deloitte report out saying that Scottish football is the only league in Europe or, or has the highest proportion of revenue for clubs depends on ticket income in comparison to all the other major leagues in Europe so there's there's your example if we're already struggling financially and relying on ticket money why are they not selling every ticket that they can for every game it's um, very odd anyway I suppose you should be happy we, we, we've got got the tickets are you going Rem? yes I'll be up yep, I'm, uh, I'm uh, travelling back from work on Wednesday afternoon so I'll be home in time um, we do, well, you do, oh, it's stupid. Should we pick a team? Oh, it depends on what system we've got. Eh? I'd like to see. Would you like to see? Uh, there is that as well. The uh, would you like to see the Polish guy getting a start? Or he's obviously it's obviously not near it. I mean, I, my my view is he should maybe start against Clyde. But uh, we've got to get nine points. I mean, what in an ideal world we get three or four up and give him half an hour. But uh, we, you know, he needs to get. He needs to get games. I don't think he's ready to start yet. Um, and also, we've got another new signing today. So, I wonder if we'll stick him in there. But he'll, he, he, he might be on the bench as well. Um, quite happy with the transfer window. No. What? What? No. Looking, what? What? Well, we're still waiting for Big Victor. <laughs> well, the thing is, okay, we have not signed a player who's going into our first. That's team. right. No, you're dead right. Yeah, right, I'm delighted. With, I think they've done well in getting rid of some of the the deadwood. Although again, it's a lot of it's loans. But you know, and, you know, Hendry might come back. But you know, look, I mean, I know the Morgan thing's not going through, but we're getting rid of him. Sinker's gone, massive chunk of wages. Your favourite Abuie Kwasi, he's gone. We are loan to buy option. I know. I was sad to see the um, option to buy at the end of that. But yeah, I thought. I mean, it's a, a sad day to see the end of our legendary number eighty-eight. The uh, um, I have to say, seeing the photographs, he looks as if he put on a few pounds. <laughs> I have to yeah, say, probably, probably has, he played for about two years. So yeah. I mean, we, we look as if Hammond looks as if he's getting rid of a few of the numpties. But you know, well, the team is unbalanced throughout El Yanusi. Uh, on the left, and I don't know when we're going to when he's going to be back. And as Paul mentioned, Forrest is out of form, so our wingers aren't firing or, or aren't available. Shved is the invisible man, so we should just get rid of him. Uh, I don't know what's happening with Arzani. He's on the bench, but doesn't he get a game? 
And but you know, we keep getting rumoured, you know, to be after wingers like I'm going to whisper it in case somebody's listening, Martin Boyle. That's you know, that can't happen. Can't happen. We need players who are gonna go into the team. Yeah. That's what we where, where specifically Rem then? Well, we need a centre half. We do. Yeah. And, and and the fact that McGregor and Brown play every game is terrifying. Right. So so I, I agree centre half definitely if if we can assume that Soros coming in to, to possibly be that a option to take Brown and McGregor out for the the Diddy games that we talked about in the last podcast, then that would be good. But when's he going to be ready to play? I don't know because I don't know anything about him really. He's been playing at a, a I was going to say a fairly low level, but you know he's playing for a kind of run of the mill club in, in the Israeli league, so it's it's not exactly you know top notch. So yeah, we've still got the same problems. The, our fullbacks, none of our fullbacks are convincing at the moment. We've paid yeah, three million quid for a left back that can't get in the game, can't kind of get in team. We're playing Hayes, who's out of form. The two right backs are injured that are ahead of Bauer, so he's having to get a game. So uh, you can see the cracks are there. We could we could do with reinforcements, but there's no point just bringing in numbers. We've got to bring in quality because we've 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 had numbers for years, <laughs> it's the, and we're trying to get them at the door. It's it's the quality we need. I'd, I'd love us to sign a couple of really good players this week. The um, is Bolton really injured? Well, no, but no. You, you heard the rumor that you know, he was he was one of the. The fall guys for the, the defeat at the end of the of December. All oh, right, and he's no start of the game since. Now. So Paul's, Paul's rightly said we we spent six million pound and two left backs. Can he get a game? Well, see that's it. Just before, in passing, right? See the numbers for the Celtic spend on players. Right, they get every single time stuff doesn't go exactly as people want it to. Or I, I hear it on Clyde and all the time. Yo, know, but by the end of the season we're going to have spent about fifteen million on Greg Taylor. I mean, it's ridiculous. How much did we spend on Greg Taylor? Probably... Two million all in, probably. Right, but how much did we spend? How much How much was the cheque that we wrote for Kilmarnock? No way it'd be over a million quid. No way. I mean, it might be in three tranches or something, but we probably spent 600 grand on him to kick off. Right? Oh, but every time you hear it, it's, oh, we spent two million on Greg Taylor. We spent three million on Greg Taylor. We spent four million on Greg Taylor. It's ridiculous. But, but you take it another way, right? So I I, I agree because none of us know that what the right numbers are. But you, those those are numbers that let's be honest, the club when it's convenient to them will float a number well, off yeah, the record, yeah, and then yeah. they'll deny it when it, yeah. when it when it when it suits them. But if you if you take put it another way, we signed a Scottish international player that can he get off the bench and can he get a game? And he, we've talked about it before. He seems to get a game. You know when we're playing four four two against a you know, one of the lower teams, but you change the system or put it any kind of pressure game and he's disappearing again. I think he's probably playing one game in every four or every five the now, Taylor, which doesn't seem like much of an investment at the moment. Ball and goalie's disappeared off, off the scene, rightly or wrongly, he's been held responsible as uh, it would appear for for the, the end of December game. And that leaves you with Johnny Hayes. Now, I like Johnny Hayes as a He's a worker. He's he puts the effort and he puts a shift in, but he's not very good. So we're exposed. And at fullback, we've got two very good right backs that are both unfit currently. One's unfit permanently, it appears, and that leaves you with Bauer, who again is not very good. So, Can you imagine paying five million quid for Moritz Bauer? Yeah, 
I mean, that, that, yeah, there's English. There's English. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying there's English. Well, Stoke did, and there's English football in a nutshell. I mean, it's just insane. The um, yeah, well, I think we need. I think you're right, Rem. I think we need a. We need us. We need Victor Wanyama. Um, somebody like that. Somebody will, you know, challenge Brown and McGregor for a spot. Um, you know, something like that. What about uh, Benkovic? Anybody, any interest in Benkovic? Do we want him back? I, I don't. Uh, I don't want him back. Uh, I, I, I mean, Lennon hardly played him. Uh, there was rumours, again, rumours, you know, last year he was, he declared him unself, himself unfit for a game when everybody thought he was fit, so he pulled out at the last minute. Seems to be one of these players that picks up really, really, innocuous niggly injuries that keep him out for ages you know a centre half should be shouldn't he be like that I, 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 there's just something about him well we've already got a Benkovic haven't we a um, guy that's injured all the time so I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if he'd be worth the money um, well it'd be a loan obviously um, well, he's a good player but we'd need to pay some of his wages I mean, I, yeah. he's good but I, I, I'm, I don't think he's reliable and we need somebody reliable the um, I thought he's a good player, and I think for the for the price of uh, Scott Sinclair's wages for three or four months, I think you know he might be our best option. But who knows if you're dead right, Rem Lennon hardly played him. What do you think, Paul? I, I think that you've just nailed it. Is is if Lennon thought that much of him at the tail end of last season, he would have played him. And it was quite interesting. Benkovic played a lot of football when Rogers was there. Literally, the minute Rogers went out the door. And to be fair, he wasn't the only lone player that, that Lennon left out at the end of last season. Burke was, was another one that was in that category, but I'm I'm just not sure about Benkovic. If he was supposedly spending a season with us to improve him enough to the level that he would be able to go back to Leicester City and compete for a place. They sold Harry Maguire and he still kind of got a sniffier game, even with Rodgers being there, who was the guy who supposedly improved him. So you've well, got to look at that and wonder. Well, that's not quite right there. Well, I, I, I mean, Johnny Evans, is, I mean, he's, he's been really good. And the other, I can't remember the name of the other boy, but he's a cracking centre-half. I mean, there's, they've Leicester have got two pretty good centre-halves. So. They've got two, two centre-halves, but they play a lot of football as well. So, um, you, you, you know, they, you, you've got to have, you know, Rodgers was the, the guy that always talked to us about squad rotation and the need to, to manage players. I look what he did with McGregor Tierney as far as that's concerned. But, uh, no, I... I'm just not sure about Benkovic. I'd, I'd quite like to to see somebody that stature physically and you know in terms of the the big transfer fee etc. That that Benkovic came with, but I'm not quite sure of whether I would want him. Uh, I'm I'm just hoping I'm at a, I'm at a gig in Glasgow on Friday night, so I'm hoping to get a text from one of my mates to to say there's a big. Uh, Celebration in the car park at Celtic Park at eleven o'clock. I can get along to so uh, we'll, see, we'll see who it is. No rumours, Paul. You heard anything? No, no, the, the occasional rumours about somebody, but it's somebody, just somebody. I I keep hearing these. We're, we're still in the market for a big player rumours, but I don't know if that just means we're going to get somebody that's really tall. Today's rumours, boys coming out. Sorry, today's rumour that. Sorry, today's rumour that I read, which again terrifies me, was Robert Snodgrass. I was just like, oh, please God, no. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, where would he fit in? Uh, West Ham, hopefully. Aye. Um, with, with his waistline, no very many places. Does he... Uh, does he does Lennon he... always talks about wanting pace in the team. You don't get that with Robert Snodgrass. But you do get a bit of experience 
you know, a guy likes a bit of a winner. I say he's a good player. I don't one. Come on, top level. He's never yeah, anything. yeah, but well, he's not going to the top level, is he? He's going to the SPFL. The um, the uh, yeah. Well, again, well, he wouldn't spend good money on him. But is he getting any? Is he playing for West Hammer? Probably not, is he? I plays for West Ham most weeks. I, I just wouldn't touch him. Well, I'd, if he's playing for West Ham most weeks, there's no chances coming up here. I mean, why would they let him go? Um, why would they let him go? Why would he want to come? Uh, Moyes will probably want him to be freeing up some wages because he needs to get some players in because they're in a relegation battle. Yeah, um, we do need we do need reinforcements. Uh, although the, on the bright side, the the, uh, the Huns are obviously don't have a pot to piss in, do they? And they can't they can't unlike Nicky Hammond, they can't get rid of anybody, can they? I mean, they've still got all sorts of dead wood floating around. You you just think with with the amount of different rumours that are popping up every couple of days for players that are supposedly getting watched by Serie A and La Liga teams, oh. uh, you, you've got to think they they need money in January because uh, you know they're, they're they're they've tried to sell I think their entire midfield plus their forwards. Uh, interestingly, signing Defoe on a pre-contract, it's almost a precursor for well, Alfie's away, but. I, I don't really care what happens with him, to be honest. To, to, to be perfectly frank, we we should be able, with the financial muscle we've got, and you'd like to think with a, maybe not the top level of player, but maybe at that aspiring level that we've talked about before, that there's players got to look at Celtic and think, well, chance of Champions League football, chance of winning a few medals. And when I look at the, the Van Dijk, Dembele, possibly Edward model, I'll be able to move on in a few years and, and go to a... a a team that that, that kind of operates, operates at the top level. So I'd like to think there's still players out there whose agents are pointing at Celtic and going, well, that's yeah. a model we might want to try out. Yeah, but the only thing about those kind of players, actually, Clamier would probably fit, fit into that mould, wouldn't he? But but these are not difference makers right now. That's the only thing. I mean, I get well, what you, I get what you're saying. Well, but... well, they kind of are because you could argue that was when we signed him belly. That was the argument was, oh, we've signed him, we don't know anything about him. Within what, like his third game, he was a superstar. He got a scored a hat trick against Rangers, and he never looked back. Yeah. So it's possible you can say like Van Dyke came from nowhere, and in, in terms of he, he wasn't a a well known name in Holland. He was played under twenty one football. Came to Celtic Park, you know, w- was clear almost for the first game that he was, you know, had the capability to be a top class player. Certainly didn't have the mentality at that point. So it can happen. It doesn't happen a lot, but. Yeah, we've got recent examples where it has. Um, yeah, well, maybe we can, maybe we can work it. You know, get somebody who come in, make an immediate impact, and then you know you can develop them and sell them on. But I would tend to think again. I keep coming back to the one Yama thing. No rumours on that one, Rem. Now, Paul, Tim got it wrong then. No, I, 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 he's not gone anywhere. Uh, Spurs look as if they've started their clear out. Because you know they look as if they're getting rid of Ericsson yep. to uh, into Milan. You know Mourinho will probably want another couple that he doesn't want out because he needs to buy a striker. Uh, they they are desperate for a striker if Kane's going to be out for most of the season. So you know he'll he'll be wanting a few off the the wage bill. The, the only problem you've got really I can see is you've got Daniel Levy negotiating with Peter Lowell, oh, and they could, could still yeah. be there in a year. Yeah, uh, and no agree anything. So uh, you know, we, we, I mean, if it if we only value him at I don't know, let's say we value him at thirty grand a week and Levy wants forty, we can afford that. Just pay it. 
Yeah. Um, that's what I would do. Anyway, we'll see. I saw the other, we'll just finally a uh, quick one, the uh, Frimpong, uh, Southampton interested, if they can get to. Although I see uh, Stuart Armstrong's playing a lot more for them now. And they're, they're on a yeah. good run and he's been, you know, he's been a starter. So, I you know what the thing about that though is, which is really good, and I think this is a problem that Rangers have. Um, you know, we've proven, the players that we've sold on to England have proven to, I mean, nobody's been an absolute dud, have they? Well, I mean, I know Tierney's been injured for six months, but no, I mean, they've gone down there and they've actually done, you know, gone wherever Dembele's gone, Leon, they've actually yeah. done really, really well. So I think clubs coming to Celtic, taking those big players, the kind of, the, you know, that you know, we've actually, we're, we've developed really, really good players and that helps the fees. So I guess when Frimpong, goes if he develops at the rate we think he's going to develop when he goes I mean he's going you know he could go for a lot a lot of money obviously size is an issue with him but uh, cracking player could be a Frim- really Frimpong Southampton is an interesting one because I mean if you if you think of where we are just now if, if they pick the phone up for instance and say look we'll give you Fraser Foster plus three million quid that, that's an interesting quandary what right now would no, you, no, no, no. All right, in, in the summer. I, I don't think it'll be now because a, he's injured and b he's he's, he's not proven himself yet. But uh, and I'm not trying to sell him. I'd love him to be with us for a couple of years and see how he develops. But if you get a, a funny money offer for a 17 year old kid uh, from a club that you're probably going to be negotiating to buy your goalkeeper, who's made a huge impression since he came back to us, uh, that club in particular is quite an interesting. Would you here, Would you do that deal, Paul? I don't know about that. It definitely plus cash, but I don't know what the amount of cash. If it was the right number, if somebody says we'll 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 give you Foster, if you can agree wages with Foster long term, you can have Foster plus cash for a seventeen-year-old kid. Right. So, right. Well, Foster plus three million for Frimpong. Are you doing it or not? Uh, probably would depend on if you're valuing Foster at five six million. Yeah, you would. And you know, and that's not a ridiculous valuation when you look at what goalkeepers go for in that league. Remy, what it's would you? It's ridiculous would you... in our favour, to be honest. I think Foster, if you look at what average goalkeepers are sitting, you know, are, are going for across the, the EPL, 10, 12, 15 million quid. You know, Joe Hart, for example, Foster's twice the keeper Joe Hart's ever been. Would you do that deal, Rem? Uh, only if they threw in El Yanusi as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously, would you not do it? No, here I would do it, but I'd have a twenty-five percent sell-on on Frimpong. There you go. Uh, do you know what? I'd, I'd see if we win the league again this year, which, uh-huh. which you know, as I've said before, I'm very confident we will. I want us to see is to keep our players and go for ten and try and qualify for the Champions League rather than sending them to Southampton and teams like that. I want I want to see these players play for us, and I know we have to sell. Players every now and then, but you, you know, you if you take your logic, ones Edward's going in the summer. Why do we need to sell two? No, no, I get, no. I get, but I'm just saying. Well, I think the Frimpong Fraser Forster example is is a kind of you know it's a, a special one, isn't it? I mean, he's a goalkeeper yeah, that we want. Fraser Forster's five million quid, just taking Paul's valuation, which I don't think would be too far off the mark. You're, how, and he gets a four, he gets a four year contract. We don't we don't be paying. Just over a million a year to Southampton on the deal. Buy them. Don't need yeah. it. Throw Frimpong in. The uh, 
Well, that's a fair point. I'd, I'd, I'm just uh, no reason. Well, I, I, I know you're, I know you're devil's advocating, and, and right. I get, I get you. It's just because that, that, that particular club, that particular deal, and, and our, you know, and you and I have been kind of like-minded in this one for a long time. Uh, it's the first time in probably since Fraser Forster left that we've been comfortable with the goalkeeper that we've got. So I, I would just, I'm looking at it, you know, by any means necessary. Uh, that's a that's a keeper you can build your team on for the next three or four years. By the we way, we must buy him in the summer. We must buy him in well, the summer. Well, we're not getting him for five million quid, by the way. Not a chance. What are you, you getting him for then? Oh, could be 10, can 12. He's Southampton's third goalkeeper. But somebody, well, again, it depends what the market is for him. But I would reckon somebody having a look at him for the, this season, thinking, oh, we'll go in for him. We'll get him maybe seven or eight then. You know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm bottom half of the Premiership, top half of the Championship, pff, I'm back. I mean, I'm I'm bidding for him. Yeah, I mean, you'd be mad not to. Because yeah, they might not want to go there. Well, that's true. Um. Here, I suppose we'll finish it up. The uh, game of Wednesday night. Uh, Remy, you can pick it. Pick as a team then, okay? And a formation. Hey. Right, I'm, I'm going to assume Frimpong won't be fit. So, I'm going to guess uh, Foster, Bauer, Ayer, Julian, Hayes, Brown, McGregor and Cham. Uh now we're struggling. Uh, and Forrest, Edward and Johnson. Oh. <laughs> There's not many talking points in that lineup, is there? <laughs> you don't think they'll give you don't think you'll give you might you might give Taylor a go. Or would you do that to Hayes? Probably not. It'd be a bad thing to do to Hayes after that performance and all the criticism. You probably want Hayes to try and, you know, have a good game. Then he can sort of give him a rest. But I think there's a strong case for giving Taylor a game, especially if you're playing four at the back. Paul, I I, I would agree. I, I think I would probably play Taylor. The, the scaly Hazy's performance was on Saturday was bad enough that he probably should be left out for his own good. So I would certainly go with Bauer. Forrest, Forster, sorry, Bauer. I don't think Ayer will play. I think it'll be Semenovic and Julian again. I think it'll be fitness, assuming. I think it'll be Taylor, then Agree, McGregor, Brown, Sham, uh, Edward up front. And I'm not actually sure. I think it probably will be Johnson and Forrest, but I'd quite like him to try something different and maybe spring an Arzani or spring a Sved I'm maybe just wishful thinking uh, I think Arzani needs games so I'd like to see him at least in the in the 18 or or even a Dembele I'd quite I, I think Forrest needs left out that's the best way to put it I think he probably will play because he seems to be one of the undroppable ones when he's fit but I think he needs he needs a couple of weeks just watching being fit and knowing he's not getting picked I would love uh, Dembele to play ah uh. Probably not. It's not going to happen. John- what are St. Johnson like? I haven't you seen much of them. Are they the usual total cloggers? I, the, the, to well, be honest, the I think... Good news is, sorry, I was going to say, Paul, the good news is Murray Davidson is out injured. So Aye. they're cloggering. They're cloggering chief is no playing. They've still got um, the guy Witherspoon that, 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 that'll, that'll kick in and it moves if he can reach it, but... <laughs> I, they're, 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 they're they don't great. score a lot of goals. Um and I've got to be honest, every time I see him, I'm not impressed. I mean, no. even Tommy Wright's moaning about it. They've 
they've, they're cutting costs left, right, and centre. They've just punted their best player. Um, you know, he, he signed for Aberdeen, the Bosman. Then a week later, he was away for I think he went for seventy grand. Um, they've not in the last few games up there have been an absolute stroll. Um, they, they're they're a they're a team in serious decline. And that's why their crowds are so bad, and that's why they're giving us three stands. The um, by the way, just mention of Aberdeen. <laughs> How you the the Aberdeen the fella in charge of Aberdeen when they turned down seven million for Scott McKenna? <laughs> I mean, well, that, that'll be that'll be like the guy that said no to the Beatles. Oh, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, they could they couldn't sell him with a nobody would buy him now. I mean, they must oh mortifying. Anyway. Yeah. I, the, uh, just, just wait. We're still looking for a centre half. Oh can no! We, can, we, can we make sure this podcast doesn't go till about 11, one minute past eleven on Friday, please? On, on the bright, on anyway. the on the bright side, we'd probably get them for a million quid. No, we wouldn't. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, I think what I might do, Paul, now is send you a text that your gig and say that's McKenna. I'll be diving down the Celtic way, but unfortunately, it'll be at speed. Yeah. <laughs> The but is it is they turned? I think it was it was seven million. Was it Wigan or something? Something just oh my Aston god. Aston well, Aston Villa. Or they turned down. Did they not turn a, a bid from us? I think we certainly we definitely bid for them at some the, point. The thing is, to be fair to Wigan, they, they 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 were looking at, at replacing Jack Hendry at that point, so <laughs> they were desperate for a player of the same stature. Oh, should we have a moment of silence for Melbourne City or whatever they're called, Melbourne Rovers? I, he was in the A League team of the week on at the weekend after his debut. So good luck to the guy, and I hope he never comes back. Um, actually, that'd be great down there, Melbourne, a great city. He can go play as much yeah. much golf as he, he wants. In his feet. I mean, he landed in his he's landed in his feet. So is Lewis Morgan, right? I mean, two two vanity projects who were never good enough. I don't know what. Well, TT saw in them, but uh, you know we we way over invested in them. But no, it's not their fault they failed. But you know that they've landed in their feet, and good luck to them. Uh, anyway, uh, score prediction Wednesday night, Paul. Uh, I think it'll be fairly straightforward. I think it'll be four nothing us. I I'm going to go. I'm going to go three nothing. Keep up the run, right, Rem? Come in with the big one. Aye. Five. The only reason I'm saying five, I should do it in a Tom Miller. Five. <laughs> I was going to say four, but Paul beat me to it. <laughs> the um, of course that that was seen of the uh, the the famous goal. Um, were I, were, yeah. you, were either you at that game? I was at that game. Yeah, I was right behind it. I. Oh. Is it? I mean, early after the hundred and twenty-seven passes. Oh, when uh, what's his name? Uh, Lustig's Rabona. Was it Rabona? Oh, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good to talk to you, boys. Uh, we'll uh, have maybe have another show next week. Uh, it'd be great. Uh, now we're back into the swing of things. Uh, I'm heading up. Get oh, I'm going to Copenhagen. Believe it or not. So, because uh, um, that's the only time we're over. I uh, can't wait. Uh, hopefully, we'll get through it the next one. Uh, we've got your name up the ballot. <laughs> no, hey, no, no. I've I've got very influential friends in the boardroom. I was, I was, I was say, you, you, you and I should have played at Glastonbury. It seems to be all the rock stars that get the tickets. Him and no. Rod Stewart. Oh, hang on a second. I, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think he's got. I think he's got Rod Stewart's tickets because he's banned. Because I think he'll be in jail that week. <laughs> he'll be in the jail. That's right enough. Uh, the 
No, I've got very influ- influential friends in the boardroom. Remy, he's in there all the time, so I don't know what you're slaughtering me for. Um, anyway, can't wait. Uh, looking forward to it. Flights are cheap, by the way. Uh, well, from, from London. Um, I thought it'd be very expensive, but there you go. Maybe booking from America. So if anybody wants a flight booked, I think if you book from America, you get the IP address, gives you cheaper cheaper prices, maybe. Anyway, don't know. Right, Paul, I'll talk to you again soon, Paul. Take care. Thanks, mate. Thanks, thanks, Remy. Good to see you, Paul. Cheers. All the best, Rem. See you later, Lord. All the best. Bye bye.